Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. A couple of things this time. Had a lot of questions about inflation. I know it's a big thing in the media. With a little luck, we'll put that to rest. Spent a lot of time on inflation and really where the future of real prices are going. In the last month, there really hasn't been a lot of dramatic change in any of the numbers. The ISM numbers are fine. They're still high, still a lot of expansion going on in the economy, especially on the industrial side of things. And I'll get to that a little later. Inflation popped up in a big hurry. That was kind of a big thing in the media. It has cooled. That doesn't mean it's over, over, but we might have a few more ups and downs, but basically the primary drivers kind of aren't there. Spend a little time on that too. Unemployment is slowly coming down. We're at 5.2. That's going to continue to get lower. Those numbers are three months old, so it takes a little while for all of the new jobs and the people that are not on unemployment anymore to work through the system. Gasoline's up a little bit. Eh, we had something of a hurricane that slowed some production down. Even though as of this morning, they started pumping diesel in the pipeline to the East Coast, so I think that price will ease. No change at all in long-term mortgages. In fact, short-term mortgages, five-year arms, they're down in the low twos. Now, inflation is basically in the purview of the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland, and this is their stuff. They calculate CPI all kinds of different ways. This is just some of the most popular. The green one up here is headline CPI. That's the one you see all the time. Down to about 5.2 right now. The timing of this coming out was great because it had a huge impact on the calculation of the Social Security benefit, which up about 6 plus percent, which means the disability is up. The whole transfer system on that side of things is up a little bit. Good timing. This number is not going to hold. It's certainly not going to keep growing. If you look at long term, the inflation all the way to the right hand side, that's where we are. It really isn't indicative of anything other than a short term dramatic change and an adjustment to what COVID did to the system. This inflation cycle has really been about commodities, things. It was lumber there for a while and the price of lumber's down, collapsed, used cars for a while, it's been a lot of things. Right now, it's starting to be kind of a big event in rent, not only apartment rent, but single family home rent as we resolve the rent abatement and the foreclosures and evictions and that sort of stuff. As that comes more to the fore, you're going to see these rent numbers go up. And rent is a big component of CPI. All of these commodity related things, the price of food and restaurants, are bananas expensive, all those things. I'm not being sarcastic. They're just things that come and go. The important thing in any inflation discussion is this right here. And we talk about M2, probably too much, the velocity of money. M2 is the $21 trillion that is in checking and savings accounts in all the banks in the country. But the velocity of money is the important part of how much of that is turning over. How quickly are people pulling money out of their checking account and buying stuff and selling stuff and getting back in their checking account? It's not much at all. People aren't borrowing. People don't need money. 
the most important component of any inflation discussion is the cost of money, not the cost of bananas or used cars or chips or anything else. What does money cost? Well, money is basically essentially free. And even if the Federal Reserve raises rates, it's still very, very cheap. But there's not a lot of demand to borrow money. They can change their rates a little bit and take mortgages, gee, three and a quarter, three and a half, something like that. It's not going to have a huge impact. The Federal Reserve is going to taper, and you hear a lot about the tapering. That means they're going to buy fewer products in the bond market. You know, it's been $100 billion a month for quite a while now. They've just bought everything, mostly all the new mortgages, which has been great for the mortgage originators. Because as soon as you put the ink on the line of a regular residential mortgage, the Fed owns it. They're just not going to buy as much of that stuff as they had in the past. That's the taper. They'll buy less. It's not going to have a huge impact on the marketplace. Everybody knows this is coming. And they're not going to raise rates, very likely, for the foreseeable future. They know it's not going to mean much. The media will go berserk because then I'll have something to talk about. But it's not going to mean much because people don't need to borrow that much money. Big component in, and this is an important point, big component in any inflation discussion is the cost of money. Yeah, and we're not there. Income side of things, well, you've seen this before, personal income, 20 or so trillion dollars a month. The government share of this right at the top has gone up a little bit. Some of that has been immediate safety net for COVID. Some of that is an increase in long-term benefits, Social Security going up, that kind of stuff. Still the biggest component is actual compensation and then dividends and whatnot down there in the bottom. It's a fairly good number. The income number is doing fine. It is growing fine. It is growing with GDP. And there was one little bump in the median household income number. It was up there coming up on 70,000. It's back down to about 67. That's entirely due to some compensation that came out due to that COVID thing. That will probably adjust. Uh, the growth of the median income has basically been a census function, and they're getting better at it. So this number has grown a lot over the last couple of decades. Not that the income has gone up so much. It's because the numbers and the ability to get the numbers has been getting better. The Fed side of things, everybody should be familiar with the government spent on this COVID thing. Two huge contributions and stopped some money being spent on rent and evictions, got a lot of money in their pockets. As it turns out, the U.S. government did more for the citizens due to COVID than the rest of the world combined. That will probably be the year from now or two years from now. It'll probably be viewed more as an accelerating event in the economy than anything else. There's going to be a lot of problem with, gee, look at all the money we spent. Now we got all this debt, so on and so forth. Yeah, we always have those discussions. But fundamentally, the population uh, is going to start from the bottom of the recovery of COVID faster and better than the rest of the world. Pretty standard. This is the Kansas City Fed stress test. And you see that little tiny blip there in the lower right-hand corner? That was 
the impact of inflation on the stress in the system. Isn't a big deal. There's not going to be a big impact, very likely, from inflation in the system. This is something I watch all the time. And there's not a lot of things to chase down and be worried about. The primary equity markets over the last year, done pretty well. The Dow Jones industrial side of things, which is really the industrial side, the manufacturing side of the U.S. economy, has only done 26% in the last year. To a lot of people, that's a disappointment compared to the finance and the NASDAQ and the IPOs up in the S&P 500. Uh, the industrial side of things is going to catch up here pretty soon. What we have are the earnings estimates, and the blue one is where we are right now, about 30 bucks a share. On just on the industrial side. And the estimates, which are pretty reasonable estimates, if not conservative, go up every year. The industrial side of the U.S. economy is slowly picking up. Less of that stuff is going to be done in China, and we've talked about that. The stuff that is coming home is going to get more online probably six or eight months from now. Once the chip crisis, if you want to call it a crisis, is resolved, that will move it forward on the automotive side. Everybody else is not waiting. Even with the collapse of steel prices, they're not waiting. They're moving forward. Finally, a couple of questions on, gee, house prices, so on and so forth. Well, the United States compared to the rest of the world really doesn't have very high house prices across the country. Granted, Denver, Austin, Charlotte, Boise, some markets like that are a little inflated. That's by the nature of the people that live there and what's going on there. The rest of the country, they're doing okay. Germany is a little high, a little high for a $3.5 trillion economy. They're okay. They have housing shortages too. The issue with our northern neighbor, Canada, is it has been a primary driver in their GDP for a decade. A lot of that has been people from Asia coming off the boat with suitcases full of money. They want to get out of China, mostly China, and invest in Canadian real estate because it's been nothing but going up. Well, that's coming to a close. As we know, the Communist Party is reasserting its control over everything that's going on in China. And to what degree those people need to repatriate that money or themselves, we have yet to see. But the flow of new money, especially into Vancouver, is going to change. And that's going to have a big impact on this housing market. Canada basically has the, is the same size economy as Texas. And they're far and away number one customers, the United States. And predominantly what they do is sell wood. A little bit of oil, wood. There isn't much else. When this adjusts, it's going to be bad news for our northern neighbor. I don't know how they're going to deal with when this bubble pops, but it's pretty indicative of why there's so many Canadian companies down trying to buy U.S. assets. They're not investing in Canada anymore, which long term, that's never good news. Well, that's all for now. Uh, appreciate you joining me as usual. Questions, info at shwj.com. And uh, I'll see you next time.